The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors to the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts and ideas of the distributor. Just like a mouthful of sunshine. I have learned so much from you. Fresh is always better. To me, I'm just like amazed. Great for everyone. I love your advice, by the way. Amazing. Eat This with Leanne Phillipson. On today's episode, we are going there. We're going to talk about viruses. What are they anyway? And what can we do to protect ourselves both from the fear and the worry? But let's not forget about protecting ourselves with our own immunity. Right now, one particular virus, the coronavirus or COVID-19, is headlining every news report with daily updates and numbers of people affected around the world and how each region and country is responding. People rarely say, I wish I'd panicked more. So let's just take a nice deep breath, exhale, and see what we can do to help educate you about your immunity, what your body's capabilities are, and where there could be real risk. Now, in no way does this replace or even challenge what health officials are saying. My intention here is to come at this from a holistic standpoint. So today on Eat This, viruses and immunity. Some different ways of coming at this, including some great tips for safer travel. Throughout my career and my time as a nutritionist, there have been different mentors who've influenced my understanding of the body, how it functions, and how to remove obstacles to cure. And my guest today is one of them. Dr. Davis Brockenshire is a brilliant functional medicine expert who I continue to learn from, not only when I hear him speak at a conference that I'm attending somewhere in the world, but also when he treats my daughters and myself. I trust him with my health and that of my kids. I want to see precious. That's precious. While I continue to learn more and more about health, mostly from all the questions that people like you ask me, and then I go off and learn from different people and mentors, I invited this particular mentor, Dr. B, as he's known, to come on this episode and share what he knows about viruses. At the moment, we're dealing with this coronavirus. If you're listening to this at the beginning of the next flu season, maybe some other global or local viral outbreak, my hope is that this information will help you to take control of what you can, your health. My guest is going to set me straight about so many things, including me saying, boost my immune system. Yep, I was totally called out. Dr. Davis Brockenshire is a functional medicine expert who practices in the Detroit area. Although he is Canadian, he's ended up there, and I'm so grateful to have him on Eat This today. Welcome, Dr. B. So what do we know about this most recent virus, the coronavirus? Well, the first thing I think people got to get straight is you're dealing with a global situation, and... That means we have to leave these decisions and information streams to the experts. Um, So the media has really spun things in a certain way that's created fear. Uh, But what we know specifically in the scientific community 
is a virus came out of Wuhan, China, um, and it's been identified as a SARS-type virus, so it's a coronavirus, mm-hmm. and it it basically is going to infect pretty much everybody it comes in contact with, but the levels of infection will be wide-ranging from, you know, mild cold symptoms to acute pneumonia. Uh, so the best way to consider this is it's another virus making rounds on the planet mm-hmm. that will create respiratory distress, and the populations most affected by it will be those who are immunocompromised yep. or have any respiratory ailments like asthma, COPD, smokers, people with lung cancer, et cetera. Right. Um, and and that's, that's where we are. Uh, and it's a virus, so we treat it accordingly. Okay. So for anyone that's listening that kind of gets a bit confused about virus, bacteria, when do you take antibiotics or not, can you break that down? So how does a virus differ from a bacteria? Well, most people think of bacterial infections uh, like strep throat. Right. Okay. Um, we also have staph. Uh, that's typically a sinus situation. Um, in both cases, you'll see things like a fever. Uh, but a virus will tend to produce more joint aches, more inflammation. Mm-hmm. And the biggest is, the biggest difference between bacterial infections and viral infections is that um, physically, bacteria are much larger, and so they tend to get sequestered in the body, whether it's in the mouth, the sinuses, the lungs. Viruses are very small, uh, and they're not well organized. So they behave more like a parasite where you catch a virus and you really don't know what's going to happen to your body, but you can bet that there's going to be a lot of inflammation. Um, So a lot of viruses will produce joint pain. Uh, Neck pain is classic for a cold virus. Mm -hmm. Back pain is classic for a flu virus. But uh, if you have an abscessed tooth, which is a classic bacterial infection, you're going to have tooth pain, so it'll be very local. Some experts do recommend using antibiotics for viral infections, but they don't know why. Uh, So we have to take that with a grain of salt. That was kind of my next question. So in the case of any virus, you know, you can talk about SARS or H1N1 or coronavirus now, nobody's being prescribed antibiotics really, are they, unless there's maybe a secondary infection? Correct. The biggest concern about something like the SARS coronavirus is pneumonia. Okay. And what happens with pneumonia is material is trapped deep in the lungs. Your body has a hard time getting it out. Pneumonia is just your body's own reaction to an infection. But if you have sticky material in your lungs, then you become more prone to bacterial infection. So it's not uncommon to treat viral pneumonia with antibiotics as a preventative measure. Uh, And that's really what they're looking at is to prevent death from pneumonia. The uh, medical community would use an antibiotic in that case. And is it it effective? Statistically, it cuts down on death by bacterial pneumonia. Okay. But I think to stay in our lane, um, we're looking at prevention. So how do we help the body you know, prevent that acute bacterial infection. Exactly. Um, How are people going to protect themselves, boosting the immune system? That's what I've talked about. That's what I've got my kids doing. My father is actually on his way from Australia back to the UK via Singapore. He's 89. So it's, okay, Dad, 
got to boost your immune system. You got to boost your immune system. So what I love about this concept of boosting your immune system is it's a bit of a fallacy because if you try to actually boost the immune system, what you're doing is you're creating an inflammatory response. What we're really doing when we use things like echinacea um, or vitamin C or zinc is we're giving the immune system the tools it needs to do its job. Right. So rather than trying to speed up or increase more power, we should work on making our immune system more efficient and not beat it up so hard with stress, sugar, and other bad habits. Yeah. What, what are we doing? Just all of us, just today, it's working really great, but tomorrow it's not going to. So, yeah, thanks for clarifying that. That's awesome. From the statistics, like in my, the case of my dad, the older generation seems to be more at risk. Is Can you kind of explain that a little bit? I mean, we've got the immunocompromised. You said about anybody with a lung issue obviously cancer or something else going on. But what, you know, typically when we talk about flu and things like that, it's the younger generation babies as well as the older generation. So because we're dealing with a lung virus, if you think about the lungs as this, you know, healthy pink inflatable tissue when we're younger, as we get older, it's not so pink. It starts to get a little gray, a little black. Uh, Air pollution plays a big role here. And so does stress. Right. And so the elasticity of the lungs changes as we get older. The other thing that's interesting, um, it's a concept in anti-aging medicine called senescence. And what the anti-aging docs are finding is the older we get, the lazier our immune system gets. Mm. And so it's like grandpa with the grandkids screaming and grandpa says, don't make me get out of my chair. And what happens is in older people, when they see a new viral infection, the immune system has to get out of his chair and start yelling and screaming. And that type of reaction creates a tremendous amount of inflammation that the body can't manage because of bad habits, bad diet, lack of sleep, increased stress. So the best lifestyle suggestions are, you know, wash your hands. Mm -hmm. Don't. Don't put anything larger than your elbow in a nose. You know, keep your hands away from your face. Um, don't eat with your fingers. Don't right. lick the armrest on an airplane. Stuff like that. Common I always sense. do that. Thank you for clarifying. Because every time I sit down, that's what I do. Just say, right? They say clean it off. And I just thought you're supposed to do it with your tongue. Yeah, I see people on airplanes doing the strangest things. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Just make it nice and light because, you know, this is uh, people are scared out there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it is uh, whether it's this virus or the flu virus or, or whatever it is there. It, it, it can be a bit scary. So what are your recommendations other than licking the uh, not licking the armrest on an airplane when someone does get sick? Um, and does that differ from flu, uh, which, you know, this is going to go more towards the respiratory system, but, you know, a virus is a virus, or do you do different things if it's a flu or if it's the coronavirus? Well, because we're talking about the viral season, you know, we, uh, let's keep it simple and talk about Perfect. flu season. <clears throat> In the Northern Hemisphere, flu season typically runs from about Halloween to Easter. In the Southern Hemisphere, it's the other way around. It'd be from Victoria Day to Labor Day. So nobody's asked the question, well, why is it like that? And the simple answer is vitamin D. Mm. But when our blood levels of vitamin D start to drop, we lose major defense against viral infection. Right. Um, vitamin D is antiviral. It's also anti-inflammatory. 
So one of the best ways to help yourself respond to these viral infections is keep your vitamin levels topped up for vitamin D. And I recommend that anybody who lives north of Atlanta take five to 10,000 units of vitamin D3 every day mm-hmm. from roughly Labor Day to Victoria Day. Right. Age, does that matter? Or is it so, just anybody? Uh, yeah, if you look at the Health Canada statistics, they recommend that children under 12 take a minimum of 2,000 units a day. Right. And the other thing people don't realize about viral burden is one of the symptoms of, say, a flu virus is diarrhea or loose stools. Mm-hmm. And so as your body's cleaning out, you're actually losing vitamins like vitamin K. Right. And so we have to put those back in. I also recommend that we take a look at probiotics. Um, more than not, somebody's going to do an antibiotic. You're going to need to support that. Um, vitamin C, zinc, obviously those have a good track record. But what people need to realize is, you know, you can't just stick a vitamin in a sick body and expect it to get healthy. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is a good time to talk about that supplements are there to supplement the system, not replace the system. Yep. And a healthy system starts with a clean, low-sugar diet. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, sugar, more than 50 grams of sugar at a serving, will inhibit your white blood cell activity for up to six hours. Crazy town, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? So if yeah. you're going on a flight from Toronto to Vancouver yeah. and you happen to have, oh, I don't know, a tall mocha with extra chocolate, there's 50 grams of sugar. You just shut your immune system down for the whole flight. Wow. Yeah. Or you decide to, when you're on the plane, you have a can of pop. That's what, 30? Oh, 30 grams. Yeah. 30 grams right there. So that can of pop is just enhanced what you've already done by licking the uh, the microbes that you've taken in by licking that uh, that armrest. Well, and you definitely don't want to drink from the can on the airplane, right? You want to pour it in another container. Yeah, yeah. Body boost of the week is zinc. The mineral zinc plays a huge role in pretty much everything that your body does, especially keeping the immune army in tip-top shape. Zinc deficiency is like it's kind of rare, but it's often recommended to have more at times when viruses like the flu are flying around. Just take a quick look down at your fingernails and that of your kids or any family members. Sometimes those white marks have a little bit more to do with zinc as well as other minerals. So if you're seeing a lot of those pop up, especially in teens that are going through a huge growth spurt, it might be good just to top up a little bit. Now, zinc may not stop you from getting sick, but it may reduce the number of days that your virus lasts, or most importantly, may reduce upper respiratory infections. If you're pregnant or breastfeeding, you're a strict vegetarian, you drink alcohol every single day, you just can't put it down, or you aren't eating enough real food and just for whatever reason keep going for all that processed white food because you're just super busy, you need more zinc. Anyone with digestive issues like Crohn's, colitis, IBS, diarrhea, well, you can probably do with a little bit more too. 
This is not a mineral where you're looking at taking similar dosages to magnesium, calcium in the hundreds. With zinc, you're looking at maybe an extra 10 to 50 milligrams a day, depending on your age. Zinc lozenges are a really popular thing to take when you've got a sore throat because it's soothing and also gives you that boost of zinc. And there's also usually some other immune supportive ingredients in there as well. In my Take This line, the Adult Boost is the best multi that you can take because there's not only garlic and golden seal in it, but it also has some zinc in it. Foods that you can increase are things like meats, beef, lamb, poultry, pork, liver. Don't forget about those eggs because egg yolks are a great source of zinc. Dairy, fish and seafood, all the whole grains that are out there, beans, nuts and seeds, peas, carrots, beets, cabbage, and one of my personal favorites, oysters. Eat This with Leanne Philipson. Today on Eat This, we're talking to Dr. Davis Brockenshire, a functional medicine expert who I actually trust with my health and that of my kids. And the focus today is on viruses and your immunity. So, what happens when someone takes antibiotics uh, versus like going, because this is something that actually Chris, my producer, and I were talking about yesterday. So the decision of you go to the doctor, you're taking antibiotics, but then, you know, maybe someone else is like, no, no, let's let's stick to, you know, grandma's broth and let's take that garlic or up the vitamin C. It's like this push-pull to between doctors and more alternative ways. In an ideal world, I'd love it if we could just do complementary medicine, of course. Um, but for for anyone who goes to the doctor and and they're you know that's what they're going to get what do you normally recommend if they're coming to see you and they've had an antibiotic so you're talking probiotics is there anything else that you're that you recommend for your patients yeah absolutely um sometimes we need an antibiotic Uh, they do save people's lives Mm -hmm. but what the patient and the population has to remember about these powerful medications is that they come at a price. So if you're going to take, say, a 10-day supply of an antibiotic, the way these drugs work is they starve the bacteria of their metabolism. And by doing that, they deplete the body of all of the B vitamins you need to burn sugar. At the same time, they're changing the chemistry of your GI tract, your sinuses, your throat, your lungs. So an antibiotic is a shotgun approach to try and reset the system. Once that's been reset, you need to use complementary medicine to rebuild the system. Uh, If you're walking around and you don't rebuild the system, then you become more at risk to another infection. Right. So the first thing we do to rebuild is absolutely we use a broad-spectrum probiotic, and there, um, there are a variety of different types of probiotics out there, but one of the ones that works brilliantly after an antibiotic is actually a form of yeast, and it's called Saccharomyces. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're shopping for an anti, a probiotic to take after an antibiotic, it's got to have Saccharomyces in it. Yeah, that's actually uh, the form in my, in, uh, my Take This BioBoost. That's the one to use, yeah. The other problem with antibiotics in many people is they can cause yeast issues, candida issues. Yep. 
And so you want to make sure that you're, you're cutting the sugar out of the diet. You're watching out for things like blue cheese or anything else that might have mold in it. Mm-hmm. And you've got to boot back your immune system with things like vitamin C. Vitamin A gets yeah. overlooked a lot. And uh, my favorite plants, I include oregano oil and I include echinacea. Beautiful. Yeah. And that those are all safe for really any age. Yeah. In fact, what's brilliant about echinacea is it's now not just an immune plant. It's also considered an endocannabinoid plant, much like hemp oil or CBD. Really? So echinacea is a mood elevator. And if you've ever been sick for more than two weeks, you can use all the mood support you can get. You definitely can. Without a doubt. So uh, when you feel really crappy and you've still got to go to work and you've got to do whatever it is that you need to do with the kids or grandkids or whatever, then um, you go to the drugstore, you get some over-the-counter uh, meds that are going to you know, help the headache or the backache or whatever that happens to be. So they help you to feel better in the moment. But can you just confirm that they're not really, they're not helping the cause, they're not healing, they're not supporting, are they really just dealing with how crappy you feel? Or I guess it's the inflammation, as you've said. It's all about the inflammation. Every one of those OTC remedies is an anti-inflammatory or a painkiller. Right. At, At the end of the day, what you're doing is shutting down what your body's trying to do to help you fight back. So how can you help yourself to feel better? Rest, sleep, broths? Yeah, imagine, you know, drink plenty of fluids and get plenty of rest. And people don't drink enough today. One of the greatest deficiencies is hydration. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, most medications are dehydrating. So we need to really watch the water intake. We got to get that up. Uh, And the other thing is nobody has the time to rest anymore. Right. So they're just pushing through it. The people that are dying from these SARS-type viruses are already worn right out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if if we could get people to find the time to stay home and recover, they'd be stronger for it. Just a quick note from uh, Chris, does whiskey count? As a fluid. As a fluid. (laughs) One of of my favorite ways to use whiskey, uh, and this is Dr. B's hot toddy recipe. Oh, love it. All right. Yeah, you ready, Chris? So we do one tablespoon of, you know, okay whiskey, nothing fancy. Maybe some basic uh, Canadian club would be good. And you add a teaspoon of raw local honey. You add a sprinkle of cinnamon. And then pour some boiling water, mix it all up, and sip it. Wow. And the reason that works is all of those are vasodilators, so they're going to open up your lungs. Interesting. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I love it. Grandma grandma was right. Grandma was right. Grandma was drunk. <laughs> and she lived a long time. Are you drinking whiskey? <laughs> I'm troubled. And she did. I know that you travel a lot. You're on a plane a lot yes. of the time. So, like, what are you doing to protect yourself? Share with us what it is that you're doing as you're heading to the airport, even before you get to the airport, as you're getting on a plane, are you using a mask, all of those kind of things? So I have a very specific routine, because like you said, I travel almost every weekend. Yep. Um, and so it starts with the same clothes, the same socks, the same shoes on travel day. Right. Those That wardrobe is not worn 
anywhere else but the airport. Love it. You get you get to the airport. Maybe you have to take your shoes off. Whatever. When you go through security, the first thing you have to do is find the restroom and scrub up because security is the world's biggest cesspool of infection. Mm-hmm. Right now, what I'm doing is I bring a change of socks and a different shirt. So I'll clear security, go to the restroom, clean up, change, then fly. When you get on the plane, wipe everything down. Don't eat anything on the plane if you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. If you do have to eat on the plane, don't use your fingers. Right. I use two products the minute I board. Uh, luckily, if you fly as much as I do, you typically get upgraded. So the minute I sit down, I pull out a product from Young Living called Thieves Oil, mm-hmm. and I will put some Thieves Oil on my hands, I will smell it, and then I'll put it into my hair, a bit like hair gel. Mm-hmm. Then I will actually chew a plant called Andrographis. And Andrographis is an Indian herb from India that is one of the best lung herbs on the planet. Um, and it's worth listeners checking out. So you're going to want to look up Andrographis. Okay, I'll, most... I'll put a link in the uh, in the notes on leannephillipson.com. Great. Not have to look too far. Great. It's, uh, it's one of the things that does work against corona-type viruses, uh, and it has a long history of being used against pretty much anything that's trying to infect us. So by chewing something like that on the plane, you're clearing out your uh, nasal and oral cavity. If you don't have that and you're heroic, go ahead and put a drop of oregano oil in some water <laughs> and then just swish that and then spit it out. But, you know, that's that's a little nasty. Yeah. And then once you get to where you're going, again, scrub up, clean up, and change. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, hang your clothes up. And if you're somewhere sunny, you can hang your clothes in the sun for about 20 minutes and that'll kill anything that's on the clothes. Awesome. I'm not worried about a mask. Um, the last thing I want to do is rebreathe my own lung gases because we're all carrying stuff. Right. Uh, I got to share with you, though, that the mode of transmission for COVID-19 or the coronavirus is uh, respiratory droplets. So all doctors have been notified that forget the masks. If you're working on a patient with this infection, you need eye protection. That's tremendous. Tremendous insight. One thing that I've been noticing um, in working with the healthcare community, and I, I treat a lot of healthcare professionals, is that this is more of a social problem than it is a medical problem. Right. And if you think about this for a minute, if you found out that your doctor was diagnosed with coronavirus, would you still go to their office and see them, or would you never go to that office again? Hmm. There's a stigma that gets associated with this type of virus, and there shouldn't be, because while it's contagious, it's just not that dangerous. Right. So this is a dangerous area to be in. Yeah. Yeah. The fear is definitely an issue, perhaps more than the virus itself. Maybe we should find a supplement for fear. That would be awesome. Whiskey! That's Crown Royal, man. There it is. Fantastic, Mr. Whiskey over here. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, Davis. Thank you, Leanne. 
travel plans are being changed and canceled. Conferences and events are also being canceled or sometimes postponed. And then there's the stockpiling. I was really confused about two weeks ago at a trip to Costco about the empty shelves. Costco doesn't run out of stuff. Also, the doubly long lineups that were comparable to Christmas, and then the tower of toilet paper that looked like there was, had been a fire sale because it was like a small mound rather than the usual mountain. It really didn't even register with me that all these shoppers were stockpiling for what people call an apocalypse. Good health and hygiene are the key to the, this and any situation. So, yes, I'll say it again in case this is news to you wash your hands. Don't fear the headlines, but be ready. What you can do is to build your own vitality and resilience and continue and focus on that every single day. That means sleep, exercise, eat your fruits. Eat those vegetables, keep up with your proteins, your grains, and eat a lot less sugar than I know you want to, but man, will it have an impact. We talked about immunity and ways to support and enhance a healthy microbiome. That's what's going on in your gut. And this is a baseline defense for our immune system. Thank you to Dr. Brockenshire for sharing his wisdom with us. And if you head over to leannephillipson.com, you'll find links to the supplement recommendations that he talked about, including my own immune boost package and the liposome sunshine D3 plus K2 we talked about, the BioBoost probiotic that he mentioned, specifically for after antibiotics. Vitality is the name of the game, so do what you can to stay resilient. Thank you so much for listening in today. It's a heavy topic, I know, and I just hope that this has brought some light to wherever you are and whatever's going on for you and your family. Always reach out. I love, love hearing your comments whether it's uh, on iTunes or whether it's on leannephillipson.com or social media, you'll find me on Instagram at leannephillipson and also Spurtright. Twitter is at Spurtright and Facebook. You can comment at leannephillipson nutrition or on Spurtright's Facebook page. So stay resilient, listen up, reach out, and please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. Mm-hmm.